My brothers and sisters in the Lord, it was the day after Thanksgiving, and there was a gentleman who was in the bathroom stepping on the bathroom scale. And as he was stepping on the scale, he was sucking his stomach in, at which point his wife walked in. And his wife looked at him and said, honey, do you know that's not going to make any difference? And he looked at her and said, oh, yes, it will, because if I don't suck my stomach in, I cannot see the number. <laughs> my friends, are you ready for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, the turkey and the trimmings, the fellowship and the fun, but most importantly, the gratitude and thanksgiving that we give to our God. We gather here, my friends, around the altar of our God, on this holy ground, in this church, to give thanks for all the blessings we have received, for all the ways that God has worked in our lives, and for all the ways he continues to bless us each and every day. And certainly, my friends, each of us can count our own blessings and each of us are thankful for different things. Some of the gentlemen here today may be thankful for the football that's coming on television. Interesting statistic. They say it takes an average of 18 hours to cook the Thanksgiving dinner. Now that's if you don't go to one of the stores and buy everything pre-made. 18 hours. Statistically, it takes only 12 minutes to eat it. Do you know how long NFL halftime is? 12 minutes exactly. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. So all of us have different things that we are thankful for. But you see, my brothers and sisters, I think we have to certainly recall, remember, and certainly meditate on a very important aspect of our thanksgiving. And that is whether or not we truly are thankful to God not just by our lip service, but also by our actions and how we live our everyday life. Did you listen very closely to our first reading that came from the book of Deuteronomy? It was Moses, and Moses was speaking to the people of Israel. It was a time between the exodus and their inheritance of the promised land, so they were still in the desert. And Moses spoke these words 3,000 years ago. He told the people about what they were going to inherit. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good country, a land with streams and waters, with fountains welling up and hills and valleys, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and figs and pomegranates and olive trees. And after that, Moses gives the people a very important reminder and even a warning. But when you have eaten your fill, you must bless the Lord your God for the good country he has given you. Be careful not to forget the Lord your God by neglecting his commandments and decrees and his statutes, which I enjoin on you today. Lest when you eat your fill and have built fine homes and lived in them and have increased your herds and your flocks, your silver and your gold and all your property, you then become hardy of heart and unmindful of the Lord God. Now, I don't know about you, my friends, but although Moses spoke those words 3,000 years ago, they still apply to us today. 
Because the Lord our God has brought us into a good land, a good country with many blessings, a good community, a beautiful family life, a beautiful parish community. And we have to ask ourselves, my friends, with all of these blessings, do we forget about God? Do we live in a culture in which we forget to bless the Lord? Because after we have had our nice homes and our new cars and all the food that we have to eat and clothing on our back and all the freedoms that we have here in the United States, our wonderful educations, the gift of our families, when we count all of those blessings, do we forget God? Do we forget to bless the Lord? You see, my friends, even though those words were spoken 3,000 years ago, they still very much apply today. Because we live in a society, my brothers and sisters, in which we're more concerned with entitlement than we're concerned with gratitude. We're more concerned about our own pride than we're concerned about the virtue of humility. Because of all the things that we have, what Moses was telling the people, remember, you did not do it yourself. It was not just your own doing. It was a blessing from God. And as the Israelites were called to cooperate with the plan of God in their life, so too are we called to cooperate with the plan of God in ours. And the Lord continues to bless us this day. If we have that attitude of gratitude, if we are thankful for the blessings we have received. Because you see, my brothers and sisters, just because we have things, because we have wealth, because we own a lot of items, it doesn't make us grateful. You think it would, but because of fallen human nature and our own sinfulness and our own pride, thinking that we have done it all ourselves, it automatic, almost automatically has the opposite effect. Because oftentimes, the more we have, the more we want. And so I have all these things, then I want more. I'm not satisfied with what I've already received. Because oftentimes, where we may not use the expression this way, we have to ask ourselves, when our cup is running over, and many times it's running over with good things, when our cup is running over, are we thankful to God that it's running over? Or are we complaining to God because he didn't give us a big enough mug? Are we grateful? Abraham Lincoln wrote one Thanksgiving day, We have forgotten God, and we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Those words still apply, my friends. And so we have to remember that all of it is a gift that comes from God. And oftentimes, we do learn the hard way. Because oftentimes, it's when the gift is taken away for some reason that we realize how grateful we were for the gift. I had a parishioner in a former parish of mine who was diagnosed with throat cancer. And so he had to undergo radiation. And one of the effects of the radiation is that he lost his sense of taste. His taste buds didn't operate anymore. Even after the radiation was over and the doctor said to him, it may come back in a week, it may come back in a month, it may come back in a year, and it may never come back. The cancer was eradicated, but the taste buds were gone. And so as the days and weeks and months went on, 
eating at the dinner table became a drudgery because nothing tastes like anything. And this is here in New Orleans. You know the expression, in other places people eat to live. In New Orleans we live to eat. Until one day, about a year and a half after the radiation had ended, he sat down at the table. His wife was forcing him to pick up that fork and eat the first bite. And he did. And he tasted something. His taste buds returned. And after that, he told me that he never sat down to a meal the same again. He appreciated every bite because he knew what it was to lose the taste. He knew what it was not to have that gift. My brothers and sisters, let us not learn the hard way. Let us cultivate within ourselves a taste for the blessing that God has bestowed upon us so that we're grateful for it each and every day of our lives. And in being grateful, my friends, determines the attitude that we cultivate. Because gratefulness and thanksgiving is going to be determined by our perspective. And whether or not we have our eyes fixed on Jesus, or whether we have our eyes fixed on ourselves. Whether we have our eyes fixed on Jesus, and the Lord's people, and the Lord's church, or just me, myself, and I. As we gather here, my friends, on this Thanksgiving Day, let us remember that first and foremost, we gather to give thanks to the Lord. We are reminded of the words of Moses to the people of Israel. The Lord has given us a good land with many blessings. But in return, we do have a duty. And the first duty is always to give thanks and praise to our God. Oftentimes, my friends, certainly so many people today complain about living here in America. And certainly we're not perfect, far from perfect. But are we thankful for the blessings that we have? And in doing so, do we pray? For God to continue to work, to change what needs to be changed. One of my favorite Old Testament scriptures comes from 2 Chronicles. You're probably familiar with this. 714. If my people who are called by my name, and we are called by God, we are called by God by our name. If those people will humble themselves, that is the attitude of gratitude, it's an attitude of humility, and pray. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear them from heaven and forgive their sins and I will heal their land. So you see, my friends, we are a people of gratitude. We are a people of thanksgiving. Not just today, my brothers and sisters, but every single day of our lives. Because as the old spiritual goes, every day, is a day of thanksgiving. God's been good to me. Every day he's blessing me. Every day is a day of thanksgiving. Take the time to glorify the Lord today. My friends, this day and every day of our lives, may we magnify and glorify the Lord's name. A blessed 
and happy Thanksgiving to all.